Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, coming to you with a different podcast today. Uh, we will not be having any guests today. It's just gonna be me, it's a solo pod. It's been a while since I did <clears throat> one like that. Uh, kind of a just the shot list pod, but I also want to get on wax some of the, the well, some of what I've been watching as usual, but also really the meat of this podcast is going to be the origins of Cinema Draft. No notes, no rundown, just off the top of the dome, giving a bit of a, an oral history of how we got to where we are right now. I thought it might interest some, if not just, do what you guys do, skip it to the timestamp <laughs> with the shot list and we'll be on our way. Also, uh, I will be making a call sheet in real time um, just to get a feel of what's going on in the box office this weekend, some, some, some big openers uh, that should inject a little bit more unpredictability in the box office. So looking forward to sharing that with you guys. And yeah, and so basically uh, real quick, what I'm watching, um, uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's been kind of slow, but nothing terribly exciting. I already covered home again on the previous podcast. Uh, you know, I, I, I have started watching Fortitude that will please G nice. Um, it's an interesting show. Actually, let me see if I can bring it up uh, real quick. It's, um, basically set in, in the, I guess the Arctic circle or something, uh, in Norwegian's part of the Arctic circle. Uh, and, and that whole type of thing we were talking about on the podcast last week, about how um, setting plays a character. I'm really big into those. Let me share a screen about this real quick. Uh, this one, there we go. <clears throat> and it's, it's interesting that uh, I'm only on season one. I'm only four episodes in the season one. I actually don't want to go through these photos too much because I'm not too far into it. I don't really know what I'm watching quite yet. There's a lot of... So, so basically, the the press behind the show is that there's a lot of uh, it's it's an Arctic Circle Norwegian town. Um, it's mostly like a science based facility or town or whatever. Everything's based around the research lab, and uh, you've got like I don't know a dozen or two dozen different nationalities up there. So it's kind of hard to follow a little bit because there's so many different competing accents. The one thing. Uh, this is, yeah, so I think that's from season two. The one thing that is kind of cool is, um, or one thing that, that I am kind of able to latch onto is the guy who plays, um, what is it? Uh, see, and I, see, all these people are in like second season. I don't even know what I'm watching. All right, so anyways, the guy who plays uh, Beric Dondarrion from Game of Thrones, um, the guy with the flaming sword in season seven, he's kind of like the lead, at least in the first season so far. And it's a murder mystery, you know, which is, you know, kind of cool. Murder mysteries are cool. I'm, 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 I'm here for that. Um, but I don't know what's going on that much per se. A lot of, the, a lot of crisscrossing relationships. Everyone's sleeping with everyone. That's kind of interesting and very messy. You know, so a lot of drama right there. As some, as one character says, uh, I think either in the pilot or the second episode. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's cold. You get close. You know, <laughs> it's just what it is. You're out there. You're screwing around. Uh, anyways, it's, it's interesting so far. I'm going to stay with it. Um, 
you know, there's only two seasons, I believe. Uh, and unlike uh, several of these British shows, it's like a 12 episode first season. So it's something you can kind of sink your teeth into an hour long or 47, 48 minutes ish. So it's kind of cool. So that's the first thing I'm watching. Other thing I'm watching. Eh, What's really, what else am I really watching, watching? Because things are, because we're in this weird week and a half uh, dead zone, which is about to start ending. Usually, back when I was a kid, the fall TV season used to kick into full gear, like, like really soon, like, like, like off the top of the bat, uh, once you hit September. Now it's like super delayed to like late September. Most of the shows I want to watch are debuting in like October. But this week, and, but one show that did end last uh, Wednesday, or at least for their what they call it, their summer finale, I guess, was Suits, and that is my show, man. They keep kicking. I mean, I, they haven't been renewed for season eight yet. I guess all the all the main players' contracts are up after this season, but to hear the to, to hear the uh, showrunner and creator Aaron Korsh. Uh, tell it he wants to come back for season eight and i just love this show man i mean it's it's it never gets boring there's so much attitude and and seems like usa has found its machismo button because they're letting them cuss like i mean you're they're saying shit they're bleeping out fuckers and motherfuckers it's crazy it's just it's it's it's, it's a machine now they're, they've celebrated their 100th episode during which neil uh, not neil patrick harris why i call him neil patrick harris sorry uh patrick j adams uh, who plays Mike, um, the the young whiz kid, uh, hotshot, wasn't a lawyer, now is a lawyer. Um, he directed that episode. He's directed a few, a handful of episodes um, over the life of the, the series. And Gina Torres, uh, man, Jessica Pearson, who's just an icon of style and power and not taking no bullshit. She's going to spin off into her own show at the end of the full season finale. So what they do is they like to do, I think it's, uh, is it they do, is it 12? I think they do 10 over the course of summer. And then, then they do like a back six. So you get like a 16 and, and those usually go on in the winter. So you're never too far off of getting your dose of suits. It's kind of interesting. I kind of wonder what that production schedule is like. I wonder if they shoot them all like 16 in a row or if they do do 10, give the actors a break and then come back for the last six. I don't know. I'd be interesting to find out. Uh, they film in Toronto. Um, they're old hands of this. Like I said, this is season seven. Um, it's just a really excellent show. The writing is always sharp. You're really invested in the characters at this point. And their season, their uh, summer finale you know, had a nice cliffhanger. Donna gave Harvey a really big kiss. This is Donna, and Donna is just like, I mean, talk about, you know, just the, the rise of the assistant. She went from being his his sec his know-it-all secretary to to uh, chief, what was it, chief, not chief financial officer, chief, oh yeah, chief operations officer, COO of, <clears throat> of Pearson Spectre Lit, which is now about to be just Spectre Lit. Lewis Lit. I mean, all these characters, you're really invested at this point. Seven seasons. It's a great show. Yes, there are 100 episodes, but if you want to get into Suits, I highly recommend it. I believe it is on Netflix, so definitely check that out. And then the other thing I'm playing, actually not even playing, or uh, I'm not really watching, but I'm playing, is NBA 2K! <clears throat> NBA 2K18 came out, and as the kids say, it's lit, family. It's lit. 
so good so so good um yeah it's just i mean it's got what you need man it's uh uh i i mean i'm not good at all i, I mean they, they they tweak the the game engine every year this year whatever they did i can't win a game to save my life i've won exactly one game on just pro level against the computer it's really frustrating <laughs> i can't say i put in a lot of hours in it i mean I, it came out over the weekend i got it on friday i put in some hours over the weekend and then i'll play like a minute then i'll do like maybe an hour a day and i just suck i actually need to go into the practice gym and get my game up kyrie irving is the poster boy there you know, the funny thing is with 2k there isn't like a cover jinx but with madden there seems to always be like a madden jinx everyone who's like on the cover of madden football just has like a terrible season so watch your back tom brady you're the cover boy this year uh um madden uh, uh madden 18. anyways it's a really fun game um i enjoy it uh still like there aren't any really still shots here but um but yeah it's it's really it's really it's really fun um and that's what i am playing slash watching okay so so yeah so let's let's get into it. let's get into uh the oral history of cinema draft it's not even really that special or or interesting if you ask me but <clears throat> but basically i had the idea for a for a fantasy sports like type of movie game like a, a while ago i'm not you know i'm not saying like I, I didn't invent the wheel i'm sure people have been doing this type of stuff forever but but basically my background uh i you know uh, uh graduated degrees in drama and english morris college did a, a year at DePaul theater school professional actor training program so it's acting and plays and stuff uh uh eventually uh eventually moved out to uh la or oh, actually san diego la-ish um trying to break in the industry to be an actor the whole bs modeling background artist type thing i used to actually sleep on g nice's couch like like the like the the fourth roommate or whatever <laughs> um for a stretch until i finally just raised stakes and and got out of san diego and just moved to la proper um and and uh eventually uh i sold a, a book um it it, it was a, a romantic fiction novel which i guess is redundant or, you know kind of not like a romance novel but like relationship fiction that's what that's where i was like relationship fiction um uh, I, I sold, uh, had a two book deal at Random House, uh, and and getting in and hustling to get that together while I was doing background, you know, crosses and stuff on these sets, I ended up getting um, uh, a manager. His name is Trevor Engelson. He uh, actually, let me look up his IMDb while I talk to that. He actually uh, at uh, at the time um, he saw, well, he helped. He kind of helped. I mean, I really created all the heat, but he kind of helped. Uh, close the deal uh with random house and and uh, i always wanted to screenwrite i'd written a couple of scripts whatever sold a script a script to uh hill harper of i mean if you're black and like tv you've seen hill harper you know what i'm talking about he was in i think he was in um uh, he got game he was uh i think the little point guard he's been in like uh one of those csis i mean you know but this is all before that i met him on a set i was doing background crosses in city of angels um highlighted him after a shoot one day had a script on hand gave it to him he liked it he bought it diddy was gonna option it but it didn't go anywhere so it was one of those you know stories that you hear about hollywood that something got you know either 
you know, stuck in development hell or whatever. It, well, it didn't get to development hell. It's never got produced. Anyways, um, so I've, I've had I had uh, some, some scripts I had worked on that one small sale that optioned uh, from uh, Hill Harper, and I was and but I you know I at this point I had management because I'd gotten that book deal. And in figuring out like what was next, you know, my manager was like, you know, um, you know, why don't you, you know, write this movie based on this, this one chapter in your book about Freaknik? And so that's when I roped in G Nice. I was like, hey, you know, this makes it really fun. Why don't you write it with me? And we were, and we eventually that was kind of like our calling card. We had a, a sale to Fox Searchlight. Tracy Edmonds had a production company at the time under there, and we worked on her with it. Worked no, we worked. No, we didn't work on her. We worked on it with her for about two, two and a half years until it never got produced. Now that is development hell. Anyways, um, so uh, in in writing the in writing that that uh, that that script, that spec script, um, and working with uh, Trevor, you know, a manager, um, you know, I. I came up with a game on uh, for Fridays uh, called Box Office Pimp. Terrible name, terrible name, I know. Um, but basically, it was, and it wasn't even like a spreadsheet based game. It was just like, uh, um, it basically, it was basically it was you know guess. It was basically trying to. It was kind of like a close to the pin type game. Basically, guess you know how much these movies were going to make at the box office and the person who got like closest to the actual amount in millions of dollars, whatever would be like the points leader each week for life of me. I can't, I mean, I, I can't, I'm, I doubt if I could find it. if I could find, if I can find box office, because I, I save everything. Actually, I think it was all in email. Oh, hold up. Oh, you know what? I do save everything. Box Office Pimp, Summer 2003. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, I'm going to do a screen share real quick. First of all, this is such a terrible, I mean, totally in incorrect name, whatever. But anyways, Box Office Pimp, Summer 2003. Let me share this with you. <clears throat> Here are the rules. $100 per player submitted at the end of season. The Box Office Pimp for the season wins the pot. The winter season <clears throat> consists of 13 week. Well, I guess the, the season consists of 13 weekends, starting with the weekend of 6-6 through 829. All picks estimates must be in by 5 p.m. Pacific time of that Friday. Now, this is before Hollywood started doing all these stupid Thursday night releases and stuff. So, so basically, you're still good to submit your stuff on Friday without any real information. Uh, and then, so estimate the top three movies of a weekend in order plus corresponding grosses. One point per correct position, five points for correct order of all, for, of all three. Two points each, two points each movie if within 10 million of their grosses. 14 points possible per weekend. Sounds kind of confusing, I know. But somehow we made it work. <clears throat> um, and yeah, and we had, what was, so it was me, Trevor, Nick was was our was his partner, our other manager, and Justin. Justin, I think that was another client of his. Maybe now oh, you know it might have been someone else we knew. Anyways, uh, we had a few people playing this for a while. I think we did it for about <clears throat> uh, two or three years, maybe. Um, real simple game, but I've always been into like you know some sort of you know movie box office type of game, you know. And actually, gaming's always kind of been within me in me ever since I created this kind of monopoly meets the stock market 
knockoff called stock up back in fifth grade. I've always been kind of interested and fascinated by creating and making games. So anyway, so so the germ of this idea started with Box Office Pimp way back in the early aughts. Uh, flash forward to 2015, 2014, 2015, playing a lot of Daily Fantasy Sports, uh, which is a natural outgrowth from my poker playing background. I had a four-year stint playing very small stakes, uh, professional poker and a lot of online poker wasn't very good. That's why <laughs> I ended up, um, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. But uh, I wasn't good enough to sustain a living after, you know, a few years. So uh, I, I was playing a lot of daily fantasy sports. You know, I'm doing okay at it, you know, you know, barely getting by, but really not enough to make a living. And I just kept thinking about how I really liked, you know, you know, a fancy version of of the movies. I came close in 2000, what was it, 2010, I think, uh, the Hollywood Stock Exchange, which was bought by Cantor Fitzgerald, which uh, I believe is like an investment bank of some sort. Um, they, uh, they were really, they were all in on no, the 2010, yeah, 2010, they were all in on the Hollywood Stock Exchange, 2009, 2010, something like that, <clears throat> and um, I was really excited about it. They're basically going to treat uh, box office grosses like stocks, like, and you can basically, you know, bet on, you know, how much, you know, a movie was going to do each weekend. I was super excited about that. I created a website called jcmcinemacapital.com. <clears throat> I doubt, I wonder if it's, up, it's probably not up there. Um, I'm just going to check anyways while we're talking. JCM Cinema Capital. Um, I had a fake portfolio that was actually, what was it doing? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, not there, <laughs> but I had a fake por portfolio, you know, a test portfolio in anticipation of this game of, you know, being able to legally bet on the movies and movie grosses. And, I, and my portfolio was up like 57% in like three months like that. So I was good. Like I'm, I was ready. And in one weekend with heat in a, in a red state, fucking Blanche Lincoln from Arkansas just killed it, just killed the whole thing. She was like the one deciding senator who, <clears throat> and she caved the pressure from the, from the MPAA, do not, I mean, the motion picture was basically the Academy. The Academy's uh, lobbyist thugs out there in DC killed it because they didn't want anyone else making money off movies except for Hollywood, which is some bullshit. Anyway, so <clears throat> so that, it, you know, so along the way, my interest in a game based off the movies yeah, has has been stoked. And flash forward to 2015, I'm playing a lot of daily fantasy sports, <clears throat> you know. I, and I just keep looking around the landscape, and I don't see anyone doing, you know, what I had been thinking of. I I'm like, you know, fantasy sports is great. I'm having a great time. Where's the movie version of it? Why hasn't this been done? And and so I I huddle up with uh, my friend and now advisor Anton Alfredness. He's a serial entrepreneur out of Seattle. He actually is part of the Vices team, the people who made those new age helmets for the Seahawks and several other uh, professional football teams and college football teams. I believe the Huskies as well. He's on that team, and he, and he you know startup. He done startups before. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, look, I've got this idea for this game. Um, I think it's gonna be really fun. Um, you know, I, and I and I think there could be a business in it. You know, what should I do? And so he came down to my house, South Seattle, went up to the attic. <laughs> uh where I was holed up um you know with my little monitors and stuff and he I wouldn't say he tried to discourage me 
he probably he feel I'm, I'm sure he'll say differently. He basically just kind of laying all out there, all the stuff that you should do, and it sounds like a lot of work. It is. It's an, it's an education. It really is. Because I've never. I mean, I've had a a business before, but I've never done like a tech starter before, and definitely not a game before. So. He's telling me all these things I need to do. He's like, you know, and and it's kind of making my eyes gloss over. I'm taking good notes, and I don't think he thought I would do any of it. And and so what I end up, and so the biggest thing he told me was that I need to test out the game mechanics. You know, see if this is if you even have a viable game. Um, if if you know the actual the way the game works even actually works. So so he's like, it can be you know crap. You don't have to build a website. Just you know. You know, throw it, throw it onto a spreadsheet, and that is how our spreadsheet was born. Hold on, let me let's do another screen share. Yes, the the vaunted spreadsheet. Uh, so basically, what I did, I had a, a bunch of friends of mine, a few, you know, not, not even a bunch really. I don't think we had more than ten people at any one time, but yeah, this is how the spreadsheet was born. So. Uh, let me see if I can unhide these. There we go. So we, so I would set up, uh, I would set up a talent pool kind of like this each week. With, I mean, it, it ended up growing as far as like no, you know, stats and features. But it would be somewhat like this, where I would have, uh, where where I, where I actually let's let's do this one. Here we go. This is Blake. Where I'd have, you know, all the movies that we're gonna do. And at the time, I think I kept it to, was it? 15, 10 or 15, only because it's just, I mean, you know, it's just me. Uh, there's only about six or, or eight people playing, you know, each week. Uh, we did offer cash prizes. I've been bribing you all for ever since. Um, but, uh, and and basically, you know, we invited people to kind of test their box office knowledge. Jaybird, one of our earlier adopters on Cinema Draft proper, was a stud in this game. And we used to have like seasons and he'd won every season. And I had like about a year's worth of data by the time I was done with it. So for example, so here's, here's what the call sheet looked like. Here's, here's what the call sheet looked like. And so you basically have to copy paste. I know it's just awful. You have to copy paste from the talent pool over into your actual call sheet and then have to email it to me you know, in time, and that's what we we go off of. It, it was incredibly cumbersome. Um, several of my quote-unquote friends did not play because, you know, they you were either staring at too many spreadsheets each day or it was too hard to get into. And I understand it's not nearly as beautiful or, or as elegant as our clunky little website at cinemadraft.co right now. But anyway, so this is what everyone would do. And... And I would hand score. <laughs> I'd hand score all of them. It was only like six call sheets, you know, six to eight call sheets in any given week. And then, you know, we'd we'd pay out the little prizes. I think we paid like first and second, or maybe just, I think maybe I think it was just winner take all each week. But it was fun. We got a lot of data, and we refined some of our scoring and, and concepts over that course of the year. Uh, I came up with a headliner concept after a few weeks. I mean, it was it was a really cool deal. I will tell you that two weeks into yeah, let's turn the camera on for this one. Two weeks into my grand experiment. Two weeks. I, uh, I'm listening to one of my favorite uh, podcasts at the time, a fantasy sports podcast, and the host, who you know, shall not be named, uh, announces that he was, had, had just launched a fantasy movie uh, website, and 
I nearly drove off the road. I was hyperventilating. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. They, you know, they, they've got the same idea. They, they stole my idea. I don't know how they knew they had the same idea. Oh my God, they got the same idea. They got to market first. And I was hyperventilating. And then when I, when I got home, I went on the computer, I went to their site. I'm like, whew, it's nothing like our game. And their game, as pretty as it looks, because it's all, I mean, I mean, ours is professionally produced, but they have like full-time on-staff developers, and they've got funding. They got the megaphone of this guy who works at ESPN, all sorts of stuff. I mean, they got all these advantages that we don't have, but yet their game kind of sucks. It's kind of lame, and they don't give you a sweat over the weekend, and they definitely don't have a headliner concept. And you're basically just picking. You basically have like a, you know, I'm not even explaining their game. Their game just sucks. Anyway, so once I saw that, I felt even more emboldened and confident to, to move forward ahead with the game. Uh, and after a year's worth of, worth of data, we got what they call in the business a friends and family round uh, of financing that uh, enabled me to get started on on, uh, on hiring some people to develop out the develop out the site and uh it's been rocky i won't lie it's been very challenging definitely the most challenging thing i've uh undertaken in my life and you're talking about a guy who <laughs> has been a published author who sold real estate right right in the height of the real estate bubble in la who was a bartender who you know did did background crosses for like two years before getting a book deal, whose book came out on 9-11 and subsequently lost his most of, uh, you know, part of his uh, book tour after. It's just, it's been, it, it, I've had some challenges, but this has definitely has been one of the most challenging uh, endeavors I've undertaken. We've spent, you know, 12 consecutive months out there trying to get seed funding together, raising awareness and getting more players in the game. And so that's why I just wanted to share with you a little bit the oral history of the origins of Cinema Draft because I really do appreciate each and every one of you who play, who participate in the group chat, who like or retweet stuff, and but especially you players. I mean, you players, you've given us you know, a lot of great data. You, you've helped me think about ways to, to make the game even better. I've got a very long uh, uh, spreadsheet full of all sorts of great ideas on how to make the game better once you get funded. And uh, it's been fun. There's been a camaraderie. We even have a fantasy football league, <laughs> the Cinema Draft Fantasy Football League. Your boy, the cultural cul-de-sacs, <laughs> the cultural cul-de-sac. Uh, and it's, it's, been, it's been great. So I really appreciate your support. Keep it up. Tell all your friends. Let's keep people coming out to this game. And one of these days, we're going to get the funding we need to build the site into what we know it can be. And that is the equivalent of the DraftKings of Hollywood. Because I believe in this game, damn it. It's fun. I have even more ideas on how to make it even more unique and challenging and interesting. And yeah, and with all that said, let's get to it. Let's get to the shot list this week, y'all. Or actually, let's switch the shot list. We're just going to go, we're just going to go into, here we go. Well, I guess technically it's the shot list, but we're going to go over. Uh, uh, we're going to create in real time a a call sheet, and this is the new talent pool this week. Kind of glossed over it a little bit on on Tuesday's pod, but now we're going to put our knowledge into action. And actually, let's do this. Let me let's go over to. Uh, there we go. Okay. 
that's old news. All right, and actually, so I can get a better. Okay, oh, yeah, that's right. We'll do this. All right, so let me refresh to make sure everything's up to date. Okay, good. All right, so we're gonna click over here on call sheets. I, I've already got my placeholder call sheets up, and we're gonna fill out one for the background talent. We're gonna delete this so we can start fresh. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Let's draft the call sheet. Now, what do we have to keep in mind going this week? Now, it has been on a tear. It has been, what did it do last week? It did, it did 60.1 million last week. It's on a tear. Uh, I used to actually have uh, a thing that showed like the, the grocery from last week, but we don't do that on this anymore but yeah so it's it's been on a tear i'm very uh it even if it loses another 50 percent of box office it that still puts in the 30 million so so it is going to be a factor but we cannot discount kingsman the golden circle that suck i mean it's it's exciting it's action uh, like like the newsletter says action never goes out of style uh let's see kingsman Let's see what they're saying. Uh, 44.25 million opening weekend. Hmm. Okay, so so it's definitely going to surpass it this weekend. But what we have to keep, but what we have to wonder about is, is is what combination is going to work best for us this weekend? Because look at this. So let me move this over here. So if so so not only do you have to contend with with it in its third weekend going strong. We also contend with the Lego Ninjago movie, which now I, I'm sure the Lego movies are good. I will get around to them someday. Sorry, Chris Miller, Lakeside Class 93. But um, I don't, I'm not really checking for it. But apparently other people are because if you look up Ninjago on HSX. It gives you 44.62, so it's like a dead heat between Kingsman and Lego. Okay, so the question we have to ask is, is it even worth, you know, you know, rostering it this weekend? I mean, what combination is going to, going to work for us? So let's let's check, take a look at these salaries. These salaries are all in the same neighborhood. It's, I mean, it, it's 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 kind of like a Sophie's choice. I'm tempted to kind of hedge my bets and do maybe. A headliner of each. See what that looks like. So let's get the cheaper the two headliners. All right. Okay, so that leaves us 59500 which isn't bad. So now, how much does it cost? So it is $16,700. So we can get us another headliner. All right, so that's, that's not bad. We're looking pretty good so far. So 42800 left. That's about 42,800 divided by seven slots left. That's 6,600 6, left per slot. Can we slide in another it? Okay, now we're 26 divided by six is not going to work. Okay, so we can't do another it. Um, all right, so so this looks like your, this is going to be your core. Looks like these these three water leases. Um, some of you, some of you might actually. I mean, I, I honestly can't call. I, I actually think Kingsman is going to do better than than uh, Kingsman is going to do better than than the Ninjago movie. But you never know. I I don't want to miss out. I have extreme FOMO, 
fear of missing out. So I'm just going to do one of each plus an it headliner. And this, I believe, forms your core. So where do we go from here? All right, so now we have to ask ourselves of what's available. And we're just going to cheat now and go to well, it's not even cheating. You guys have actually have access to this. This, this you can actually access the grid, the beloved spreadsheet. You can actually access from our blog, Medium, Medium.com/slash/at-cinema-draft. There we go. And just go down to to term and results for this week and view the new talent pool here. Just click on that and that'll take you to the grid. Buikasha. All right. So, so when I'm looking at the talent pool, especially in grid form, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking of replacement value. And of course I've been really big on replacement value lately. And that's just me thinking about like what relative to the next available actor and movie, what is going to give me the most, what is going to give me the most marginal amount, what's going, to, what's going to give me the most marginal amount of points for the replacement value actor for a slot on my call sheet? So if you take, basically if you take a generic actor from a movie that I want to add to my call sheet, what is their replacement value? So once I set replacement value roughly in my head, I kind of work off from there. So replace, and so replacement value of an actor on my call sheet with basically on average 6,100 in salary per slot, I'm thinking going off of what's out there, what we can afford, it might be six or seven points. And I say that because the only thing that's really making any money this weekend outside of these might either be stronger, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, or friend request. So let's look these up real quick on hsx.com. Let's go with friend request first. Oh my gosh, 4 million opening weekend. Now remember on hsx.com, each dollar in price translates to a million dollars in box office. So that's pretty low. So for, so that's at, so at a wide release at one point per million per actor, that's only four points. We don't want that. We need more. So what about uh, stronger, which I think actually might be even less. <clears throat> they don't even, okay, so they, they don't even have an opening derivative for it. So they think, I mean, they think the whole thing might only make $5 million, which is interesting because, oh, so now it says, so I saw somewhere that it was going to be a wide release. Now they're showing it's limited. Oh, man, I don't, how many, I mean, do we have an update on the screens yet? We do not. Um, all right, so don't be surprised if Stronger changes from wide to limited because the other site I consult to get an idea of box office re releases is the number d-numbers.com. And when you go to release schedule, <clears throat> they generally show you what's coming out. And for the 22nd, they had, oh, they did, oh yeah, it's stronger. And it says wide, so I don't know what to believe anymore. And then I don't know if they're wide now. Their definition of wide might be different than ours because obviously for the game, a wide release is 2,000 screens and up, limited release, 501 to 1,999 screens, and platform release, 500 screens and below. So their definition might be a little bit different. Um, so I guess, it, I guess we'll find out come Thursday. Okay, so I, so obviously Stronger isn't a great candidate for replacement value if we're looking for uh, 
five or six points. I might have to go with friend request. I'm, nothing else out here is really jumping at me <clears throat> to get us five or six points. Battle of the Sexes, it's only on 20 screens. I think it's going to do really well. It's got, you know, really big star power, Emma Stone and Steve Carell. But let's say best case scenario, it does 50,000 per screen. Oh, oh shit, actually. That's really good. Uh, hold on. What, what in the realm of possibility could it do? Let me think. Um, <clears throat> all right. What if it did 25,000 per screen times 20 screens? Wow. 500,000. Yo, I'm, I might just talk myself into Battle of the Sexes. This, let me, let's just double check that screen count real quick. Uh, this is, I feel like I've stumbled onto some found money here. Yeah, 20 screens. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. Will that battle of the sexes? Will that show up on HSX? <clears throat> yeah, no, no derivative. But they think it'll do 15 million total. Hmm. I don't know, y'all. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna rock with Battle of the Sexes a little bit. Uh, do we? I, and it's, it's not quite Wednesday yet, so I don't think our friends over at Box Office Pro have their <clears throat> projections up. They usually wait till Wednesday. Yeah, they don't, they don't have anything yet. Um, yeah, so uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's take a look at uh, Battle of the Sexes. I think it's pretty affordable. Okay. Yeah, sixty-five hundred for headliners. Let's do it. And since it's so cheap, let's just load it up. And when you're loading up, make sure you go cheapest to, to most expensive. Oh wow! All right, and seventy-six hundred left over for a limited release. See how that works, y'all? All right. So now I need a limited release. Uh, and what is calling us in this category or in this release type? <clears throat> well, you know, we are actually, now that I've given you guys the grid, let's use the grid. So limited release, bit of a dumpster fire, leap, we're estimating should be limited release. Actually, did it say anything? It did not. Pretty sure. Oh, you know, actually, oh, wow. Okay, so I forgot about Brad's status. Damn. So Brad's status is going to 450 screens. That's a bit of a game changer because it doesn't really need a lot to get us that replacement value of six or so points. So let's go back. I totally forgot about Brad's status. 450 is at the top end of platform release. So even if it does only 1,000 per screen, which is really low for a new opener, that's 450,000 or 4.5 points. Something like Brad's status. Actually, let's see what they did last weekend and see if we can divine anything on our. Because you know how I love, you know, I love me some per theater average. So look at so per theater average, twenty-two thousand per screen. <clears throat> let's say it does eight thousand per screen. Oh, that even that's kind of high. Let's say it does seventy-five hundred per screen times four hundred fifty screens. Whoa. Okay, that's three point three million. Okay, so. <clears throat> Even if you lower your expectation to 5,000 per screen times 450, 2.25. All right, so scratch all that. Record scratch. All right, so sorry, uh, Battle of the Sexes. It was a good idea, but we are all over Brad's status because it is just too 
big to ignore. Oh shit! And I, you know, that I had a feeling. Uh, you know, I okay. So I priced this accordingly. So we can't go nuts with Brad status. It's a little bit too expensive. We can probably squeeze out a headliner stack if we're lucky. There we go. So then one, two, three, four. Yeah. All right. We can't even really do that because then you're left one, two, three, four, five. Because then you're left with five slots and less than the minimum price in order to fill them. Damn it! So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do one headliner. Actually, we're gonna do the cheaper of the two headliners, Martin Sheen, and then we're gonna do the cheaper of Brad Status, the cheapest non-headliner. Perfect. So that leaves us five thousand. And on average, 5,000 each for these last five slots. Oh, man. So what can 5,000 get us? <laughs> it's The pickings are going to be real slim. Um, oh, okay. So it could be worse, I think. All right. So here we go. So let's do lowest to highest. Okay, here we go. So the king's choice is interesting only because I believe – King's choice. No, actually, that's not interesting. It's only on four screens. Never mind. Scratch that. Um, you, we want to get Battle of the Sexes in there, but I don't think we can really afford it. Let's look at uh, because of Gracia did nothing last week. Beach Rats. What did Beach Rats do? Beach Rats did. Yeah, min, min score less than 100,000, uh, so that's not going to get us what we need either. Let's look for Dark Tower. Ugh. The Emoji Movie might be our obligatory limited release punt. Let's just lock that in right now. Okay, so that still leaves us, all right. <clears throat> so, yeah, so still about average of 5,000, 5,100 for four slots. Let's see what else is out there. Rebel in the Ride. No, they did not perform. Man, so yeah, so actually there's really not – I mean, we're, if we're going to do this construction, we really have to punt almost the entire rest of our call sheet in order to make this work. But you know what? It might be worth it. <laughs> like seriously, because if this thing does $2 million, I mean, at one point per 100,000 in platform release – you're looking at 20 fantasy points each, and then and then for the the headliner, 20 times. And you know, and honestly, there is a case to be made. Oh man, this is this is kind of radical, but there's a case to be made that instead of it, I might just do more. Yeah, you know what? I'm. I think I think we're gonna do this, y'all. Let's let's do this. Let's do Brad. There we go. Let's do this. Let's get that other headliner in there. And then I think one, two, three, four. I think we can even slide in another cheapy. There, one, two, three. Can we do one more? Oh my goodness. Wow. Please tell me this math is right. Okay, I think I think we're onto something here. So if we totally punt the limited release uh type right here, you know, emoji movie. Then you can fit in one, two, three, four, a five pack of Brad status, a headliner each from from both 
Kingsman, the the Golden Circle, and the Lego Ninjago movie. And then you can oh wow we we we're actually we're gonna make and then and then battle the sexes battle or maybe not oh actually this uh, yeah then then the battle the sexes and then we're just doing a pure punt for the last slot let's just do it by salary actually can we get some wind river wind river might have a little kick in it left let's do. So 5,200, let's go first. Yeah, so Loving Vincent, these are all too small. What about, I really don't believe you, Dark Tower. All Saints actually could slip into, but All Saints is drawing flies. What about, Logan Lucky is going to be too wide a release. A limited release, it made min score. You know, it didn't even make uh, 500,000. So we want to avoid that. The Tiger Hunter is interesting. It's going to be on 43 screens. I hand counted them. It's a, it's kind of a foreign-focused film, maybe. Uh, stars Danny Pudi from um, Putty Pudi from uh, Community. Uh, can we get one for the 200? We can. Let's slide. Anon Desai Boroshia up in there. And I think that is our call sheet. Boom. You know what, y'all? I, I kind of like this call sheet. It might actually stand. So there, there I go, giving away game for free. Click submit. Wait a few seconds to see the confirmation. There we go. There you go. So that's my call sheet for the background talent. Of course, it is subject to change once we get more information a little bit later on in the week. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good about that call sheet. So you see how that that actually is a really good example of my of the way I kind of stumble onto and discover my strategies as I'm putting together call sheets. I mean, and most likely my strategy will change once we get the numbers in from Box Office Pro. But I, I really think some sort of core of of the two new wide openers the lego ninjago movie and and kingsman the golden circle with a mix of with a, with a mix of uh brad status or or there might be some people out there who might just do a max stack of brad status that might be interesting to see um i don't know it's 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 gonna be very interesting to see what the projections are so that's pretty much going to do it this week, everybody. Uh, thanks for li listening to me ramble, uh, share the backstory of Cinema Draft with you and everything. Um, and, you know, that now that some of us have our movie pass, uh, <laughs> our movie pass cards, you know what to do, everybody. Why don't you go see a movie or something?